Hello and welcome to another episode of the Firebird Nest. I am your host Fabio, and I'm joined with Sarah Devio. And today we have a special guest, Miss Bianchi, one of our school counselors. How are you doing today? I'm doing quite right. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, of course. It's great to have you here. So, why don't you tell us a bit about yourself? For sure. So, my name is Miss Bianchi. I'm a middle school counselor for the letters Q through Z. Um, I serve sixth through eighth grade. Um, a little bit about myself is well. I didn't start out as a counselor. I used to be actually a theater major in my undergrad. I went to school in New York. Um, oh, I wow. Yeah, I got Very my BFA in acting, so a fine arts major. That's pretty awesome. And then after that, um, I realized I didn't want to do theater as much as I appreciated it. It's been my whole life. Right. Um, but what one thing that I did grasp from doing theater was just the connection between the people. Mm-hmm. And when you are doing theater, you have to become a character and you have to have an understanding of the person and all that stuff. So um, my sister-in-law, who is a doctor in social work, she was like, well, you work well with people. Why don't you get a degree in that? So I went along and went to Barry for my master's. Mm-hmm. And I went to my master's in social work. And I started working in as a therapist and oh. um, working in community counseling um, and all those things. And Did you then, find it interesting? Just being able to study um, people's feelings and being able to deeply connect with the person mm-hmm. and understand them personally. Yeah. I, not just interesting. I found it profoundly just beautiful to be honest Mm -hmm. i think emotions and people in general are beautiful and we're so afraid of the dexterity and importance of being human sometimes that we forget to feel things and emotions and have connections with other people yeah of course and i also find it super cool that you connected something that you really love right now to something that you used to like and you didn't know that it was going to be your passion in the future and that's just like amazing that you already had a background on what you were going to do and you connected it to this and now it's where you you generally want to continue to pursue in the right future. and if there's anything i mean theater is really the reason why i'm able to do what i can do like it gave me the confidence to be able to have a conversation with someone about something mm-hmm. important it taught me groundwork and breathing exercises which i didn't know what i was doing then but now i yeah, do. yeah <laughs> things that actually help you calm yourself and exactly. relax and breathe so um how long have you been a school counselor at least here in Doral? so Ironically, Doral has been the first school I was a school counselor in, and I've been here for four years. I mean, this is going to be, this is my fourth year. So I've been with you guys since the beginning, and you guys have taught me so much. (laughs) Basically, (laughs) yeah. yeah. Actually, my first graduating class of high schoolers is going to be next year, class of 2024. Oh, that's my class. That's so cool. Yeah, 2023. Yes. No, I'm 23. She's 24. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. So your class is going to be my... That's so cool. That's pretty awesome. So, you know, school is a place where we come here of course to learn have fun we have friends but there are certain moments that not many people understand what could be going on on at home or many people don't understand how much weight uh, many students take home every day uh, whether it's after school sports whether it's homework whether it's a fight with a friend or just in general things that might be going on at home as your professional career what professional advice could you give uh, students about Uh, feeling anxiety or feeling stressed about school what could you tell them well the one thing that i've learned about anxiety is that it stems from the same thing every single person i've spoke to about anxiety and i myself actually am diagnosed with general generalized anxiety disorder so Mm -hmm. i struggle with anxiety myself um and one of the things that i've learned 
throughout, you know, working with kids, working with adults, working with all kinds of people is anxiety stems from fear. So it's having that understanding that what you are feeling is stemming from fear. Sometimes the word anxiety just makes it so scary and like yeah. kind of like, oh man, I'm never going to get through this. I'm never going to get over this. Mm-hmm. But the same way that you were afraid of falling when you were walking when you were one, two years old, mm-hmm. what you are afraid of today, right. well, you can overcome that. And I think yeah. that's the most important thing to understand about anxiety and, and anything really, depression. When you have a chronic mental illness, at that point, it's a little bit more complicated, obviously. You know, something with schizophrenia, something like bipolar disorder. Yeah, it's like beyond your control at that point. Yeah, but there are ways that you can manage. There are ways that you can help yourself where you're not living a life in fear of, I'm never going to get better or nothing's going to happen, you know? The best thing to do, um, as you were saying, is to first, you know, understand why you're scared understand where these feelings are coming from and be able to attack them from a certain point of view where you can feel relieved and you know right and relating back to that do you think that this like stress and anxiety ends up affecting kids like their performance in school and like their grades and how everything goes in class like does is it all connected a thousand percent a thousand percent mental health is such a big part of our lives and sometimes we don't want to talk about it i don't know if you know like um, especially since the school is so predominantly Hispanic, part of the Hispanic culture is that you don't talk about your feelings. Yeah. No, it's it was something that has come a long way the past, uh, you could say, decade even. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was not something that was viewed as before as something such as anxiety or loneliness or depression. Or, right. Now you know, it's a conversation. Now it's exactly. something that you can be open about and actually helps out a lot of people. And before, a lot of people would say, like a lot of Hispanic families in specific, they wouldn't um advertise like looking for help they would always be like oh like rely on on your parents or on your family but sometimes those aren't the people that you need in specific so it's like kids feel as if they're very closed up now and they can't go to people for help and i feel like that's one of the biggest problems well let me correct one statement because there's something that you mentioned there that was along the lines of you don't need you know it's not that you don't need your family yeah it's that sometimes they don't necessarily know what to say exactly but we always need our support system actually one of the main things when you go to therapy is to identify your support system which Mm -hmm. is usually your family or your close friends or maybe that one teacher that just you can talk to and things like that it's really important actually to have some kind of support system sometimes we feel like when we're going through things it's better to be alone and just to dip back into that question of like does it affect our right. you know academics and stuff like there that. are many students that you know find the comfort um in just being alone and in they isolation. like to spend in isolation you know you have that feeling of being left out or loneliness and student there are students in high school that just decide to stay by themselves and are scared to go out there which relates to what we were talking about which in fact only. brings more anxiety later on. right uh, so you so wouldn't think it's a good way of coping like a good way to help Oh, definitely not. I mean, hmm, that's a good question because sometimes it is okay to want to step aside and kind of gather your thoughts and to just kind of figure yourself out because if you're dumping on everyone, right? So you have your support system and now you're there and you're just dumping and throwing and throwing, but you're not doing much about it because you're so caught up in everything. Sometimes it could be overly stimulating, right? So taking a step aside, but gathering the help, like if it's, isolation is one thing yeah. and stepping aside to and just taking a moment to yourself is different is different it's yeah. it can't be the two extremes like you need exactly. a, a good mix of you both. need balance in your life exactly. so for the people out there who you know find that comfort in loneliness but like you said they're not taking a step aside rather they're just 
staying and staying in that loneliness and they are trying to find help but for them it's a bit hard what would you tell them to be able to burst that bubble and be able to find help with even if it's just a friend a teacher a family uh anyone out there maybe a football coach what would you maybe tell them that could maybe spark them up i want to highlight that there's a difference between also you know being alone and loneliness loneliness is kind of painful loneliness is hurtful because at that point, it almost feels like nobody cares about you. Being alone is another thing, right? You yeah, you enjoy right. your, your company. So if you are in a state of being alone and you're starting to feel lonely, very isolated, how do you get out of that? That's a good question. It's hard because you feel like no one around you cares. Yeah. Right. So it begins by identifying, you know, the basics. You go back to the, okay, well, my counselor once mentioned that I can talk to her about something. So let me go at least just see what's up. Or talking to that one teacher that, you know, pays a little bit more attention to you and you've noticed that. Or maybe just mentioning it to a friend that you trust. Just, it's important that you don't keep it to yourself. That you don't just kind of swallow it whole and hope it'll go away. Because the truth of the matter is, the more that you try to push it away, the more it's going to come to the forefront. And that's going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. One of the things I tell my kids all the time is, you plant a seed and you water that, what happens? It's going to grow. It's going to grow. grow. It's the same thing with the same thought process. If you continue to tell yourself how alone you are, how no one cares, you're not enough. It's going to become reality and you bottle up those feelings and then everything becomes true. Exactly. And you think it's key... Um, to be able to help a student from a counselor's side, the way they approach a student, the way they talk to them, the way they make them feel secure, how were you able to achieve that um, for four years now to be able to get students to open up to you, talk to you, and be able to pour out their hearts and, you know, you be able to listen to them? How was that? I mean, it it, it takes a lot of training, one. That would be the first thing. Um, You have to learn to compartmentalize your own feelings, too. Um, Not make sure that you're not taking... Because one of the biggest things that people, you know, don't want to talk to a counselor or somebody is because they're afraid that they're going to be a burden to them, right? Mm -hmm. That whatever they're going to say, one is going to be too much to bear. Or another one would be, oh, if I tell them what I'm feeling, they're going to judge me for it. So we we learn to listen non-judgmentally. We learn to sit there and not have any bias towards what you're saying. And I tell this to every student that walks into my door. There's absolutely nothing that you can say that is going to scare me, that is going to make me think of you any other way or feel some type of way. At the end of the day, all I really want is for you to wake up tomorrow and know that there is a better day Mm -hmm. ahead, that you just have to hold on a little bit longer. And if that means that I get to sit there and listen to you and hear that pain that's coming and pouring out of you, then I will sit there and take it because I want you to be okay and it's not like I'm dealing with it. I'm holding that space for you yeah. so that you feel like you can have that conversation with someone. And is a big part of this process, like when a student is talking to you and telling you how they feel and what it is that they feel, do you feel as if it's important to like put yourself in their shoes in order to be more understanding? Or do you think you should speak to them as like a bigger person and someone that should give them advice? Like, how would you take that? There's a wonderful uh, social worker. Um, she's done great work her name is Brene Brown and she does a wonderful explanation of what empathy and sympathy is and sympathy is basically like when you feel bad for someone you're just like oh I'm so sorry that really sucks 
But empathy is what you just said, putting yourself in that person's shoes, having an understanding of what it is that they're going through. Because sometimes, you know, we think, I don't know, like maybe you have plans to go to lunch with some friends, right? And you have a friend that keeps saying, oh, no, 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 like I can't, I can't, I can't. And it's really because they can't financially afford it. They can't financially have that kind of burden on themselves to go have lunch with their friends because maybe their mom doesn't make enough money or their dad hasn't been around or mom hasn't been around, whatever the case may be for that one particular student. And, you know, we don't know that. They don't know how to express that. But if we put ourselves in our shoes and we're kind we're kind to everyone, we have a certain understanding with everyone, I think that the culture, in at least in this particular location, would be a lot healthier because yes, then we'd right. all feel like we can be ourselves and there's no pressure in trying to be this persona that we're not or exactly. can't really be at that moment. Mm-hmm. Right. There are many students um, as well who, you know, many times do not say anything about how they feel, right? They decide to stay inside, but sometimes they do quite open up to their close friends. However, not having the mentorship from a counselor or not having the mentorship from a teacher or even a parent, mm-hmm. you know, can sometimes be a bit difficult from just going from friend to friend. Because, you know, you can aspire like different questions, answers to questions that may not be right for certain times. Mm -hmm. So what would you tell students um, on how to approach a counselor or an adult uh, if they know about someone who is struggling with mental illness? How could they approach, like I said, any adult without being like a snitch or telling on them? You know what I I mean? I think the biggest thing here to you know, to ask yourself if you're in a pickle or in a situation where you feel like you don't know what to do. You have a friend who is not okay. They're talking a lot about like feeling hopeless or not wanting to be alive anymore or just how they feel like nothing is worth it anymore. And they're starting to get worried. You know, you're you're worried about your friends, but you don't want to tell on them because you don't want to upset them. You don't want them to be mad at you or whatever reasoning it is that you are telling yourself why you shouldn't mm-hmm. I, I invite you to kind of sit back and think well would I want a friend that's upset with me right now but I'll be able to see them again later yeah. or a friend that I may never be able to see again aside from that I also want to bring up if I can you know the toxic cycle of being in a friendship with somebody who is constantly, you know, pushing you over the edge, Definitely. and you know, constantly talking about how they don't, you know, feel good, how they're hopeless, how they just want to die, and it's almost like this never-ending cycle yeah. of what do I do? There's nothing I can do, and how it affects you as the person who is constantly listening to that same thing over. And you start feeling helpless, right? You start feeling like, well... You, you're able to absorb all that negative energy if you don't look for help for yourself and for your friend as well. Uh, being exposed to, you know, anything can bring in either negative or positive right. and to your life. Another question is, you know, you can bring a horse to the trough, but you can't force it to drink water, you yeah. know? You can tell your friend, hey, you know, why don't we go together? Let's talk to a counselor together. They say no. Okay, fine. You can go seek help. You know, you can go yourself and say, hey, you know, this is happening with my friends and I don't know how to cope with it. I don't know how to deal with it. It's starting to hurt me. It's starting to affect me. You can help yourself. And in turn, when you are helping yourself, when you are taking care of your mental health, when you're taking care of your state of being, 
you can be a better support for the people around you as well. Exactly. But at the end of the day, you can't force anyone to help themselves. Right. How do you help someone that doesn't want to be helped? Exactly. Yeah. Miss Bianchi, say, thank you so much for joining us today <laughs> and being able to, you know, express a little bit um, your experience as a as a counselor here in Doral Academy and these four awesome years that we've been able to share. And I'm I hope you'll be here for many more years to be able to help more students. <laughs> me too. Me and too. Thank you well, so much for having me. Yeah, thank you so much for having this conversation. I know it's not an easy one. It um, definitely isn't. But it definitely takes a lot of courage and, and it helps it helps students out there. The more we talk about it, the the less harder it'll be. Exactly. Yeah. Well, right. thank you so much for joining us on another episode of the Firebird Nest. Don't forget to follow all of our social media. Our Instagram is Dora Academy Preparatory and our TikTok is Dora Academy. And we'll catch you on another episode of the Firebird Nest. <laughs>